Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a podcast for biz owners by business owners who want to share their knowledge, experience, and expertise to help the growth and knowledge of the new businesses that are out there. Today, we are going to be talking with Bernadette Geyer. And as a copy editor and translator, she helps small business owners, entrepreneurs, and creatives make sure they under, they're understood by the people they want to reach. She's the author of the book, Branding for Beginners, Why Consistency is the Key to Creating and Maintaining a Brand Image, which, invo- which evolved out of her many years of working on marketing copy for small businesses, nonprofits, and entrepreneurs. Welcome, Bernadette. Thank you, Nancy. It's great to be here. I'm excited to have you. I know that copywriting is the bane of my existence. I am a writer, but I'm a technical writer. I write, Uh, you put square peg into square hole, you know, I don't, I don't do the copywriting and it gets me really frustrated because I'll think over and over again, if I only had the right words. Yeah. (laughs) Talk a little bit about that. (laughs) Well, you know, I think one thing that might help me in my work as both a copy editor and copywriter is that I'm also a creative writer. So I have actually been writing poetry and fiction for quite a long time. So I already kind of have in my mindset these ways that I can make things concise or even just like playing around with words. You know, in poetry, there's a lot that comes along with, um, you know, rhyme and alliteration. And I tend to try to bring that into the writing that I do, especially as far as the copywriting. Well, and I think for me, and I am, I am a writer as well. I've got, um, I've got a couple of books that are published. I have another one coming up. But that to me is different. That to me is just letting go and putting down words and that's it. When I'm trying to write copy for my website or a Facebook ad or something like that, I'm thinking, I've got to do this so that the people I want to see it are going to go, oh my God, I need to have that now. And I, I that's different, you know? Yeah, that's That's true. true. That's true. Um, It's definitely not like writing a poem or writing a short story where you have um, a lot of space. Definitely on social media or in advertisements or on your website, uh, it needs to be more concise. And so some tricks that I use is, you know, I mean, for me, editing is really the biggest part of copywriting. You write everything out at once at at the first and stream of thought, you know, you, you just sit down and write everything that you can, everything that you want to get into whatever it is you're writing for your, you know, for your website. And then you go back and then, you know, you really use an eye to remove extra words you make things as tight as possible. 
you think of how you can say something in the fewest words, but every word has to count. I even wrote uh, an article for writers about, you know, make every word count. And instead of taking three words to say, he slowly sat down on the chair, you know, it can be, he collapsed, you know, using action words. And this is where it's sort of, I bring in these elements from, you know, the, the creative writing to use, you know, action words. I mean, everybody's used to using action words for their uh, resumes. I mean, that's something that we're all automatically taught to do, but it's similar, you know, when you're writing text for your website or writing advertisements for your business, you want action words, you want no extra verbiage in there. You want things to sound nice as well. You, when you um, write something down, you think about not only how it sounds to you, but think about how the person will read it and to read it out loud to yourself. And sometimes when two words just kind of clash against each other, if you read something out loud and the words clash together, if a person is reading that in their mind, it's going to be a little bit of a stumble for them. So you want to really take your time in the revision process for your copywriting on your website as well as um, any other writing that you do. Got a new little kitten here. <laughs> she won't leave me alone. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, th that all makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I, I understand that. And I've just recently started using just in my regular writing that I do, I've been using Grammarly because I don't have to stop and think about what I'm saying. I just do it and let them fix it for me. Um, but it's really important in anything that we do when we're doing it for business that we make sure we're saying it correctly. We're saying it so that other people reading it are going to be excited about it. And what we were um, going to be talking about today is branding. Yes. And, you know, the, the copywriting and everything is so important branding too. So what everybody has a different understanding of what branding is. Talk yeah. to us about branding. For me, I um, I know that there are people who focus solely on how you will come up with your own brand image. And this is really, you know, going into the, what is your story? What is your mission? Who is your target audience? Um, and what I like to do for getting the idea of how I want to brand my own business is um, starting with the target client. And um, one exercise that I would love to do with people that I, that, um, I, I actually mentioned this in, in my book is to you know, even do something as simple as make a collage that has pictures of people who fit into your target market. And once you have like this composite of images and, and this collage, you can keep it on the bulletin board in front of you at your desk so that when you're writing something, 
you can look at that and look at the person that you are writing to and it'll help you really um, figure out the tone that you're going to need um, that you want to use in talking with them. And, you know, it's, it's so many things that you were, you were just talking about with the, um, with the writing process. And, you know, you mentioned that you use Grammarly and it's funny cause I, I do tend to have as my tagline, no app can replace me, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, Grammarly is really good for when you want to make sure that you've got everything, you know, grammatically correct and all of that. And with the branding, where I talk about consistency, and this is something that you work with in a branding template, you, you write down the ways that you like to say things. I'm sure that sometimes when you write something, you'll come up with a phrase and you'll be like, that's it. That's the phrase. I love this. You know, you're on that day, your brain is firing on all cylinders and it just comes out right. And then, you know, two months later, you've got to write something similar and you're like, oh my God, how did I say that last time? And that's why in the book, I talk about how important it is to write, um, to make a template for yourself, to make a brand style guide where you write down these ways that you have come up with that like you really think you hit the nail on the head with that phrase and you want to say it that way all the time. And that's really how you start branding yourself. I mean, to me, branding is just the way you present yourself and the way people see you. And if you are presenting yourself one way in this situation and a different way in this situation. If you talk formally in conferences, but your social media posts are all very casual and slangy and full of emojis, then there's going to be a disconnect in um, the, when those people go to visit your website uh, later on, you give them your business card at the conference, they go to your website and they're like, huh, this doesn't seem like the same person that I talked to at this conference or, you know, even vice versa. You're very casual at the conference and then they come across a website that's very formal and full of jargon and, you know, really, you know, massive words that, you know, everybody has to look up to, to figure out what they're talking about. So to me, branding is just making sure you present yourself consistently so that people remember people have the ability to remember you you want to make it easy for people to remember you and and really that's to me what the focus of branding is i've got a question that came up like that because obviously that makes a lot of sense and if someone's going to buy from you everything we all teach and have learned is that you have to form a relationship people have to know like and trust each other and you've got to show your real person coming through as a copywriter whose responsibility it is if i were to turn over my website to you to rewrite you need to know me right yes. you need to oh, understand yeah who I am so that you can write in my voice. Oh, yes. I have had so many people because I've hired people in the past to write 
the text for my website for me. Yeah. And then I'll talk to someone and they'll say, you know, I love talking with you. You're lively. You have such a wonderful personality. You this, you that, and the other thing. And then I look at your website and that's not you. Mm. So when we're hiring someone, what do we need to look for to make sure that we hire the right person? Um, I would definitely look at other projects they've worked on. I remember back in the, oh, it was, you know, maybe the 80s or 90s, whenever the, um, there, there was a big theatrical production stomp and um, suddenly there was all of this stomping going on in advertisements and all of the advertisements just started to sound the same. They all used like this same um, trick. And if an advertising or, you know, if a copywriter, if everything they've written for other clients all kind of sounds the same, then that's definitely a problem. Now, everything that you write for yourself should definitely all sound the same. And everything that the copywriter is writing for their own business should sound the same, but their client's projects should not sound like the copywriter's projects. The copywriter's projects should never, ever be confusable with their own, you know, as a copywriter, I don't want to write in my own voice. Um, and one of the ways that, because I also do translation as well, and that too, I want to get the person's voice when I'm translating. I don't want to just translate it into English and have it sound like me saying, you know, like I wrote the book. I use their language, their tone of voice. And when you're looking for a copywriter, you definitely want to see their past work, see what they've done and compare, compare those to see if they all sound the same or if the person has a variety of voices that they're able to write in, that they can write in your voice and they will pay attention to you. I would say also, you know, see what questions they ask. If they want to communicate solely via email and they don't want to talk to you either via Zoom or Skype or on the phone, that's also, that would be a red, a red flag to me because definitely one of the ways that I get to know the voice of my clients is by talking with them. By hearing their voice. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And I keep that in my brain. And, you know, the great thing about a, a lot of the people that I work for is, you know, maybe they're professional speakers and they have videos of them doing speeches or keynote talks. And I can watch those and I can just get their pacing and their voice and their inflections and the types of words that they use. Um, and really, if a copywriter is not willing to do that in advance of trying to do some work for you, then that would be a huge flag for me. Yeah, that's, it, it's really, I think it's really important. I talk about brand all the time and, and I talk about how this my brand is kind of funny. It's kind of silly. Uh, you know, I, I go around talking about 
flying pigs, right. <laughs> and, you know, and things like that. And I have a pink wig that I wear sometimes, <laughs> you know, all that. So I totally believe that when you run a business, it has to be fun, at least part of the time. Otherwise, why do it, you know? Yeah. And so then when you read my website, not so much anymore, because I've had some work done on it. But when you read the website, and you've got these yeah, 13 and 15 letter long words in there, and you know, it sounds like I'm writing my dissertation. Oh, rather, right. You know, rather than a marketing piece. Right. That gets so frustrating. And I know with the, the guide that you're talking about, one of the things I do, because I have issues with short-term memory and things like that, and I can't, how did I say that last time? What am I doing? I have a little program that resides open on my computer at all times called Sticky Notes. Ah. And I have that phrase right there in my sticky notes. So all I have to do is go in. If somebody says, hey, what is it that you do? I just go in and copy that phrase, pull up sticky notes, and I've got it. And I don't have to worry about what it is I'm saying because I can say the same thing. Oh, yeah. But I can't say it in the same words. Exactly. So. Or, you know, like the elevator pitch, you know, you've only got 20 seconds to say what you want to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you get involved in this part of the whole brand strategy or not, but some people will get into, like I just said, the pink hair and, you know, and special fonts and, and all that kind of stuff. Right. And actually I, I don't talk about like the way to choose fonts necessarily, although that is important. I mean, if you are a, lead, a, a law firm, you're not going to be using Comic Sans <laughs> on your Nobody website. should use Comic Sans. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, even the types of fonts that you use are really also key to branding. I mean, if you think about the McDonald's M, if it had serifs on it, you know, you'd be like, what? <laughs> what is that? Um, and, you know, even with, um, with companies that have a specific font for their logo, like I remember Instagram and Google both have gone through changes with the type of font they use for their logo. And, you know, I think it was when Google changed theirs, everybody flipped out. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, I'm not saying that one has to be wedded to the font forever, but, you know, it, it is something that, again, consistency. When people see that it's a big yellow M, they know what to expect when they see the letters UPS in white on a brown background. They know what to expect. So, you know, it's having that kind of recognition when somebody sees something from that comes from you or is posted on social media by you and it's your special um, calligraphy font that you chose. They, boom, okay, I know this is Nancy. 
Yeah, you know, and that is so important. It's it's really important to be able to Nike, the swish, you know, yep. those things. My husband and I were traveling this last weekend and I don't go anywhere that I don't have a really tall tumbler of something to drink because I have <clears throat> bad throat and you know, I need to always be drinking something. And we forgot to fill the tumbler before we left the hotel. Ah. So we and the hotel was right off of the main highway, you know, so we didn't drive through town or anything. We just got right on the highway and headed for home. We were looking off into the distance everywhere we went to see if we could see that big yellow M so that we could pull off and get something to drink. You know, it was it was the most important part of the drive until yeah. we finally found the McDonald's. And, yeah. you know, I'm sure we passed. Burger Kings and Arby's and everything. And it's, I'm sure we did, mm-hmm. but we were focused. And I don't even like McDonald's. Right. <laughs> we were focused in on finding that M because we knew what it was. Yeah. And I think as a business owner, it's really important for us to try to figure not only the tone of voice, but to figure out what is it that is going to have people recognize us and know that they want to work with us. Exactly. And it's unique to you. You can't copy like, oh, I really like that Nancy wears a pink wig sometimes and that makes her stand out. So I'm going to start wearing a pink wig sometimes. It's like, it doesn't work that way. It has to be something that works for you. And like, for me, I've got, um, I've got my metallic silver, uh, Doc Martin boots, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, that's how people see me on the street, how people recognize me from a distance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my big yellow M. <laughs> yep. There you go. Well, and that's what we want, you know, especially if those signs resonate with people, you know, if, if I see a big yellow M and I'm going to go totally in the opposite direction, we don't want that. You know, so we want, we want those symbols to, and the wording and everything that we're doing within our brand, we want that to resonate with people so that they say, I can remember, most people aren't old enough to remember this anymore that I do business with, but there used to be an ad for V8, the tomato juice. Oh, yes, yes. And the ad was somebody sitting there seeing something and eating all this food and not getting as much nutrients as if they'd had the can of V8. And they slap their head and they go, oh, I should have had a V8. You know, that's what we want for our businesses. We want people. How many years has it been since that's been a marketing campaign? And I still remember it to this day. Oh, yeah. You know, we we need to figure those things out for our businesses so that people want what it is that we have to offer. Exactly. And um, for for me, I've helped. um, I I also work part time uh, as head of communications for a nonprofit called Hostwriter. And one of the first things I did was to help them come up with a um, mission statement, did a full day workshop to come up with a mission statement. And it has to be, you know, it had to be really short 
And it was, you know, what are we, who do we do, you know, what do we do? What do we, who do we do it for? And what does it, how does it help them? And I did a very similar thing for my own mission statement. The, you know, I help business, I help you make sure you're understood by the people you're trying to reach or the people you want to reach. Really a mission statement is about the value that you are bringing to the customer because you know maybe your your mission is i want to make <laughs> i want to make a lot of money <laughs> selling these products you know that's that's not going to attract somebody to your business if your mission is to save the world that's a bit general it's looking at that collage of your target customer and thinking what problem am i solving for them what am i helping them to do that they couldn't do without my services or my product, whatever I'm, whatever it is I'm selling. Yeah, I really like that a lot. I can remember a um, training program I was doing years ago, and we were talking about mission statements. And mission statements are usually, you said, very short. There are a couple of sentences, you know, maybe a very short paragraph at the at the most, and they're filled with everything that you just said. This woman was absolutely determined that her mission statement had to be two pages long. <gasps> oh. And when wow. I was trying to explain to her that that wasn't a mission statement, she got mad and got up and huffed out. And I've never seen her since because she was so determined that that's what a mission statement was. It was a business plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can have a vision for your business. You know, there, there's all the background and all the, you know, what I want to accomplish in life stuff. But, you know, really you want someone else to be able to recite that back to you. Yep. And it needs to resonate. And if it takes two pages of reading this, you're you're going to be saying, what are they trying to say? What are they actually trying to do? Where is it buried? You know, yeah. what, what's going on here? And it, it needs to be clear and concise. And, yeah. you know, my mission statement is to help women with chronic illnesses run their business more successfully while dealing with the crap they put up with, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that, you know, in there gives the value that you're bringing to the client. Yeah. And I, I probably need work on that. So maybe we can talk off camera, <laughs> but you know, it's a start. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah, you, you don't have to list every single, um, every single service that you provide. I mean, I have actually gone through oh my goodness, so many iterations of my own business and was doing online webinars for a while and I was doing um, website maintenance for a while and I was doing social media ad advising for a while. And, you know, the, the list of services on my, on the header of my website just kept getting bigger and bigger. But you don't want to pack every single thing that you do into your mission statement. You have to think slightly more generally. I mean, it still needs to be sp specific, 
but you can't just pack it full of every single service that you provide. Because you water it down when you do that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, if, if that's another thing that people find really difficult to to take a bite out of and, and, and get is what really is a target market, which is what you were talking about a little bit ago, and who's your ideal client. And I, I just did a workshop a couple of weeks ago where I went around the room and I asked everybody to tell me who their, their ideal client was and who their target market was. And it was, we got, we got into this whole conversation about this one person did uh, skincare and her ideal client was anyone with skin. <laughs> you know, and so I'm going, well, you know, let's narrow that down a little bit more. Your particular product that you sell has, even though it's organic and natural and all of this and all of that, it has a scent to it. I'm not your ideal client. I have asthma. I can't get anywhere near anything with a scent to it. I've got skin, you know, right. but I'm not your target market. Don't. But, you know, if I narrow it down to only those people who don't have asthma, <laughs> you know, uh, I may lose sales. But so they don't realize that once you become more clear, have more clarity on what you're selling, who you're selling it to, you actually start making more money. Yes. But again, I think that comes into everything you do and say and the words you use and the fonts you choose. and Exactly, exactly. And the places where you, where you post. So like the Facebook groups that you're in, if you are marketing your skincare products or your copywriting services, and well, let's, let's focus on one. Let's, if you're folk, if you're marketing your skincare products and you go on a Facebook group for, you know, single women. Okay. Well, okay. That might be a market, but is, is that really where they want to be approached by you for your products? Especially if it's like single 20 somethings. And the way that you present your products is with very loopy fonts and very springtime fresh slogans. You know, you got to look at where you are broadcasting your message. What is your message? And is it the right place for you to focus your energy? Because, you know, it, in addition to being afraid to losing sales by trying to be everything to everyone, you're also spreading yourself out very thin. And if, you know, there's that saying, if you try to be everything to everyone, you'll be nothing to no one. And it's really also helping you to focus your energies somewhere. And that's not saying that you're never going to get any asthmatics who maybe are okay with sense, but you need to focus your own efforts to where they're more effective. And my, I've become a really huge fan of the 80-20 rule, and that has also helped me um, increase my own 
uh, success rates because I looked at where my um, most of my income was coming from, which services were bringing in the most income for me. And the other stuff, you know, I was spending a lot of time maintaining this web, this little niche website or this little niche newsletter for things that weren't even actually making any money. And by cutting those things out and focusing my time on the services and, and efforts that I was doing that were bringing in income, I was able to be more effective with my marketing. And really that has actually freed up some of my spare time. I used to do, I used to spend a lot, a lot, a lot of time writing newsletter articles and blog posts. And so I have a, like, I have a really nice backlog of blog posts and, you know, I, I can probably share them till uh, 2100 and nobody will ever remember seeing the same blog post twice. But, you know, did those really bring it, you know, did doing that many, was that really necessary? And the thing is to, you know, to save yourself effort, frees up your time to do other things. And now I can, you know, spend more time with my family. I don't have to, I can go to my daughter's ice hockey game instead of being like, oh, I have to stay home and write a blog post. Well, and that's really what you want when you're in business for yourself, right? You want the ability to be able to go to your daughter, your daughter's programs. You want, you know, but you still want to be making a good quality living, but if you're spinning your wheels just doing everything and it's not accomplishing anything you're going to become frustrated you're going to become depressed you're not going to be able to go see things it, it's it's hard exactly so we're we're getting a little bit towards the end of our call which is it, it's exciting we've had so much good conversation yeah the time talk is talk to <laughs> us <laughs> talk to us quickly about what is something that you're doing right now that the listeners might be interested in um actually regarding all those uh, old blog posts that i wrote i um i do have a lot that are on the topic of improving your copy for for your and the content for your business writing just you know little fun grammar tricks or little insights to help to help you improve writing and i've been collecting those together to uh, assemble a book of that so that's one thing that i am working on i've also got a workshop coming up i'm going to be helping do a cop um helping a client with websites. She's got uh, several websites and she's thinking of reorganizing them and having them translated into English from German. So uh, I will be working with her to workshop and um, focusing on the branding side of the websites, making sure that each uh, unique business has its own unique branding and a distinct a distinct goal a distinct target so that's that's a big thing i've got coming up in a couple of weeks 
Sounds exciting. Do you have anything that you are offering to clients right now? Do you have a workshop that's open for my listeners to join in? You know, if someone wants to have you look at their website, how do they get in touch with you? What do you, what do you have going on there? Well, um, right now I've been focusing on uh, copy editing and translating. And this is really, um, I know this time of year, everybody's getting their websites ready for uh, for the, the holiday shopping season. Um, so I've been talking a lot about, you know, doing website checkups for, um, for the holiday season. And um, a website checkup, you know, could just be me, you know, looking at uh, the text to make sure everything's clear, um, me checking the links to make sure that all the links are working, um, uh, or checking, you know, the, the branding if, if, the, if everything is consistent for the branding on the website. But uh, as for workshops, I do have one ongoing workshop that is a, um, a independent study. It's one-on-one focus with people who are writing books, and it's really to help them do a book style guide. Mm-hmm. Um, so it helps them stay consistent with a book, whether it's uh, fiction or nonfiction. It's the way that they can make sure that all of everything is consistent within their book from formatting to the way they refer to people's names, whether they're talking about the board of directors for a company or presidents of their trade associations, um, or just like their main protagonist, you know, making sure they use the same nickname for their protagonist throughout the entire book. So that's, that's one workshop that I do have ongoing, but the rest is really more individual work, one-on-one, either copy editing or translating from German to English. If someone decides, wow, I really need to have my website looked at, I need to hire Bernadette, how do they get a hold of you? Well, I'm on the internet at Bernadette Geyer, um, uh, Bernadette Geyer at gmail.com if they want to email me, or Geyer editorial.com. And that's my editorial services website. They can check out um, testimonials from past clients and examples of past products, uh, or I'm sorry, past projects that I've worked on. So guyereditorial.com. One last thing, if there's something that you really want to leave us with, what would that be? Consistency. I think I always talk about consistency is the key to really um, putting yourself out there, whether it's being consistent in the number of times that you post per week, being consistent in the way you post, being consistent in the words you use, being consistent in the way you present yourself, and being consistent about showing up and doing what you got to do every day. That's important. (laughs) Very good. Well, listen, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today and really appreciate it. Guys, I hope you were listening, taking notes, learning some things, really important stuff we talked about that as a business owner, you need to know and implement. 
You can hear this and all of the podcasts for Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly on Thursday evenings at 5 p.m. Eastern at flyingpigs.podbean.com. And we'd love to have you download, subscribe, share with friends and colleagues. Let us know if there are topics out there that you would like us to talk about. And let me know if there's people out there that you would like us to talk to. So until we meet again, everyone, I hope you are productive and get out there and soar higher. Take care, y'all. Have a wonderful week, and we'll talk again soon. Bye-bye.